Hey guys, what's up? It's Chris, and we're back with High Key Adulting. <laughs> back to hey another guys, welcome. episode. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> Say it how you would. Okay, okay. Ready? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of High Key Adulting, and I'm here with... Jada! And you Chris. Didn't say Chris. <laughs> Christopher! You want me to do it? No, I got it. Okay, okay, ready? okay. What do I say? Hey, welcome back. I already forgot half of it. Do you want me to do it this yes, time? Yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Ikea Adulting. It's your host, Jada and and Chris. And Chris. We are bombarding this intro right now because we have a guest, Miss Jai. She's our lovely friend from LA. So introduce yourself and please pronounce your last name because I'm going to mess it up. So you do that. <laughs> Happy to. Hello, everybody. My name is Jai, rhymes with pie. Prish Coolnik, emphasis on the cool. Nice. I like AKA that. AKA Jai Jai, AKA Jai, Jai. Jai the guy, AKA, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jai the so fly. I approve all these nicknames. I love it. As you can tell, we're pretty comfortable with Miss Jai, and it's because she's our dear friend from LA, and we met at a game night at one of our friends' houses, but she's super cool. She's an actor as well. We're going to chat a little bit about that and just kind of everything in that space. We'll just we'll just dive into it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Jai, introduce yourself to the podcast and kind of what you do, what you've been on as of late, what's been going on, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, so as I said, my name is Jai. And I'm an actor. I live out in Los Angeles, but I was, I'm from New York originally, Brooklyn, but I grew up in New Mexico. Represent. And uh, yeah, I'm an actor. I um, I'm mainly work in, in children's media on Disney Plus and Nickelodeon. Um, but, you know, I'm very interested in just exploring all different kinds of characters. And I'm also a writer. I graduated from UCLA back in 2021. And, um, yeah, I'm just super passionate about storytelling. Yeah, you're so, like, I feel like the first time I met you, I was like, this girl is definitely, like, built for the the live action. Like, she's just so, what's the word? Like, you're just so built for the camera in that sense. And, like, you don't. I like the, the the theatrical, more comedy side of you. And just like the really, what's the word when it's like someone's like, like very characteristic. Like you, mm -hmm. you play on characters instead of just being like someone who does drama. Like, you know, like I like the stuff that you play. Oh, yeah. You. And we, we just watched Monster High today. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> because I've been wanting to watch it candidly, Jai, since it came out, but then we weren't able to make it to the to the I yeah to oh we and then we and then they, i think they had a watch party or something with cat or something like that they all watched it and we just weren't and i think it's because i started going through gsw and it was just a mess so i was like when are we gonna watch it and i realized we hadn't watched it and i was like we need to watch it so that we can chat with jai um and we watched it today and you were you were a fire house we we you love you yeah, yeah miss popular cleo denial oh we didn't even mention that well she plays miss cleo denial on the, the monster, monster high, high people live mm -hmm. action movie and there's going to be a number two right do we know that right yes that is out yeah chat about that a little bit because that's your like recent big role and and all that how has it been filming and shooting in canada how is that Oh my goodness. Yes. So I actually just finished filming the sequel earlier this year. Um, we got greenlit back in October, right after the, the first movie came out, which was so exciting. Um, and then after that, they 
finalized the script. We got some songs back in November. And so I recorded those with my other castmates in December, right before the holidays. And then January 5th, we were all on a plane to Vancouver, which is where we also shot the first movie. And uh, basically, it was the same sort of schedule as for the first movie. We spent two weeks in boot camp, which is where we learn all of the dances. And we basically have a week to learn the dances. And then we're doing everything in six inch heels and mini skirts, which is so fun. Um, And then we shot for uh, the rest of the month or the, the last half of January and then the month of February. And now we're already in post. Uh, We already have a director's cut, I've been told, that Nickelodeon and Mattel have approved of. Um, I'm really, really Oh my gosh, as you should. I'm so, so proud of you. And like, honestly, I can tell that your fan base is also so proud of you. Like, you've already built like this cult following fan base of just like everyone who's obsessed. Like, I love it and I'm here for it. Yeah, (laughs) seriously, because Jade and I were also such big like, monster high fans growing up as far as like the cartoons and stuff they were just so cute we watched them even on like youtube and everything and i was like i didn't even know there was gonna be a live action and then when we met you they I, wait when we met you i think you had told us but it wasn't even an was it announced it, was, it wasn't even announced yet i don't think or was it just announced when when did we meet it was it a game night <laughs> definitely it was wait did we meet the same no i don't think we didn't meet giant hannah the same night Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, it we was did. the same night. Yes, yes we the did. same yes, night. We did. Yes, because yeah. I, okay, actually, I remember this because the very first game night that we that I went to, you were there, Jada, and Chris, you were there too. Yeah, we were all there that. We night. all met the same. I night. remember yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in May. That mm-hmm. was in May. That was in May of 2022. It was in May. And so I would have already filmed the first one. You told us about it, but I just didn't know if it was announced. But I think it was announced because then I went to your like Instagram after we followed each other. Yeah. And then I saw the ar- the article or whatever. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. But but yeah, I don't think the public had known that it was filmed. It was just like you had the deadline article and it was announced. So yeah, but yeah. So yeah, so you had already finished that movie. And so that means it's been some time, like the time that it takes like in between yeah. everything. How is how is dealing with just like the timing of, you know, Hollywood and what and what what it's like? Yeah, it's been super interesting. Um obviously, you know, once you finish the movie, you're just so eager to uh celebrate it with your your coworkers and then of course with the fans. It's it you know, the first one was highly anticipated because, you know, everyone knew of the dolls and the show. But as exciting as it was, it was also super nerve wracking because as soon as the deadline article came out, there were a lot of opinions regarding casting choices. And, and so, you know, I won't sugarcoat it. Um, at times it was very disheartening to, you know, be online and, the negative voices are always going to be louder than the positive ones. And so it, it was, um, yeah, at times a little bit discouraging and nerve wracking to see some people's opinions before the movie had even come out just regarding, oh, you know, was this person the right choice and et cetera, et cetera, commenting on, you know, different traits and aspects and things. And, and then, you know, you, as an actor, you start to question you know, whether you did a good enough job and whether you're doing the character justice. And I think that it really makes sense because for those of us in this 
artistic sphere, whether you're a dancer, a singer, an actor, or some other kind of performer, you grow up really with that people-pleasing gene. And it becomes a huge part of your identity. And, you know, even talking to you guys, I know that you relate on that aspect. I I talk to other friends of mine and it's just a thing. Like it's a driving factor in so many of us. Um, But at the same time, I think that this journey of acting and performing is so much about who you are meant to become along the way. And people's opinions, you know, you're not going to appeal to everyone. That's just how it is. And also when you're part of a production, it's so much of a collaboration. You you are doing like a big group project. That's what it is. And so there's going to be certain things that you don't have a say on. And you just have to make it work. And so people will have opinions about those things. And since as actors, we're kind of the face of the project, we're the ones who will get the praise as well as the blame for those. So it was a really interesting time of just navigating, okay, this is kind of the the biggest platform I've been on in the public sphere. And how am I going to carry myself in this, you know, spotlight? Um, And how am I going to respond when I feel I'm being targeted or... um, something of the effect and how am I going to respond when I'm being praised? And so I think it was a really, it was a time when I leaned on a lot of friends for support and, um, and my, my coworkers as well, my co-stars. And I learned a lot about myself and what I love about this job and kind of how to operate moving forward. Cause I think that this is just a microcosm of, mm-hmm. you know, what, what the crest the rest of my career could potentially look yeah. like mm-hmm. no that was so good uh, and yeah oh my gosh honestly you talking about that i forgot about all of that stuff and i think it's because first of all because of how well you did so i think it was just you know that overshadowed everything but i do remember I, that's what kat told me like when she was like yeah there's like controversy about like you know jibing in the role and blah blah, blah. and i was like what like why blah, blah blah and it was it was just really odd and i think you carried yourself with so much grace and like you talking about how you want to carry yourself and how you should carry yourself through you know what might look like the rest of your career and you know for future roles and whatever like it's really important to like you know it sucks but it's like it's how we react to like on how whatever you could have reacted and been like why is everyone saying this blah 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 blah, and just like going crazy on social media but that wouldn't have you know you thought about the big group project and everyone working on this and it's like that would not even reflect well and like I'm sure you had opinions to say and like wanted to fight back and be like I need to say this but like I think you just handled it so so well so like props really like props to you so just now coming into this is your biggest project this is your first big project that you're doing now how are you dealing with the growth now? Like, uh, I would see, are you, have you had any fan encounters? Like what is, how's that going for you? Okay. I have a good story. Um, well, I've never really had, you know, any, I, I haven't had any negative encounters so far because I think that a lot of this fan base is super young yeah which I really love because I have a huge passion for working with children in between acting gigs my muggle job is tutoring and so I'm primarily working with younger younger kids um wait time out I can't let that go over her head muggle means human from Harry Potter oh it went over my head yeah because she wasn't 
from Anthony. Yeah, it's it's okay. I don't hold it against you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought I was. I'm like, a yeah, Potterhead. Okay, I get it. I just yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So my um, I have two dogs. I have two huge babies. Uh, they're mutts, Mowgli and Myrtle. And um, when I was shooting, they go to Santa Fe, which is where my parents live in New Mexico. Um, and they're sort of there with my, my parents for the time that I'm shooting. And so when I got back, I went to New Mexico to retrieve them. And I was there for a little while, um, for about a couple of weeks. And I have a friend in New Mexico who is kind of like a mentor to me. Um, he was... Uh, someone who helped me at the beginning of my career when I was like 11, 12 years old, giving my parents advice on how to submit for auditions and do self tapes and things such as that. Um, and he is now a, a basketball coach at some of the elementary schools in Santa Fe. And so he asked me if I would if I would come speak with some of the kids. And so I actually got to visit my old elementary school and talk to some of the kids there. And it was the best experience. I It was really a full circle moment for me because I remember when I was in like fourth or fifth grade there, uh, the actress Chloe Grace Moretz visited the school. Mm-hmm. John Travolta also visited when I was in first grade. Well, because Santa Fe in New Mexico, it's such a hub for film because the landscape there, you, I mean, it's where they shoot a ton of Star Wars stuff, a bunch of sci-fi. Netflix just opened its headquarters in Albuquerque Whoa. there because it can really be used for like so many different things scen- scenic wise. Anyway, so, you know, these actors were filming there and they visited the local schools. And so it was really cool for me to go and, you know, talk to the kids and answer their questions and, um, you know, give advice and show them that, you know, someone from New Mexico can like start up there and follow their dreams and it can really happen and you know, just sort of be that that role model that I also got to have at their age. So Aww. that was really cool. So like they were all fans, I'm assuming. They were all super excited to see you. Um, there was this one little boy. I wish I knew his name. He was just incredible. His confidence. He was very bold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he tried to flirt with you. <laughs> he, he raised his hand. He didn't have a question. He was just like, I'm an actor. I was like, cool where do you take classes anywhere he was like yeah but i don't remember the name of the class. And I was like, <laughs> my mommy put me in it <laughs> then another little girl asked me you know how many films i've done over the years and i was like honestly i i've kind of lost track and then the boy pipes up and he goes name three i'm like okay monster high monster high two and just beyond Monster High 3. And just beyond. Going to be, we Going hope. Be. I know, that'll be so exciting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, how has it felt being a part of this like Monster High franchise with, with Nick? It has been an insane process. I mean, so much of it just feels surreal, which is, you know, kind of nice that it's happening away from home because you just go there and you feel like you're just in a dream. And then you come back and you're like, whoa, that was a lot. But it's 
incredible. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. It has definitely called upon skills that I was not expecting to necessarily use in my career. I mean, I have been trained in musical theater and dancing and singing. That's kind of actually how I got my start um, in performing, but definitely not the genre that I thought I would be launched into. So having to sort of retrain myself how to use my body and my voice as a as a vehicle for storytelling um, has really helped with my acting overall. I think it has shown me a lot of places where I need to sort of unlock and find freedom. Um, but it's also just been it's it feels like summer camp. I that's the analogy that I use because especially after the first one, we came back and we were already all friends. The cast is really, truly amazing, which I think is, I think is kind of rare for an ensemble as large as ours, where truly every single person there is so grateful to be there, so perfectly matched for their character, each and every single person. And also just no drama. It's really the ideal work yeah, environment. That is rare. And then, Yes. And then this year we even brought on a few new cast members. Ooh, who I'm not yeah. I'm not at liberty yet to discuss the characters that they play, but they just fit in perfectly with oh. our family and it was the best That's time. That's so good. And yeah, no, I think they could be the Nick atmosphere honestly, but like that's so so good that they just kind of, you know, I guess try and like foster this family feeling. Like, you know, you guys are putting on family-friendly stuff. Like you guys should feel that otherwise I, it could possibly reflect in the work that you guys do and honestly after watching today it looked like you guys were friends like it looked like you guys like really do enjoy what you guys are doing we have the best time between scenes and nick really really encourages us to create content while we're on set i mean obviously we're not allowed to be actively yeah. sharing it but we we all have it stockpiled um, during the tiktok scare earlier this year i was going on there just like downloading all of my stuff Yes. Um, but I think we just have so much fun. And, you know, I will pack a set bag every day with just a bunch of things to occupy my time between takes, but I never end up using it because we're all just cackling the whole time. Uh, that's the dream. Like yeah. having a, a good uh, whole cast. Everyone's just nice and chill because I know there's a lot of problems that you Daddy. can run into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about the just beyond projects because that was like as soon as we met each other i'm like that was already out so i watched that episode and that was so cute it was so cool to see you in like a witchy character it was so nice yeah so for just beyond i got that audition i had been living in vancouver for several months that audition came through and it was so funny because i had no idea it was disney and thank goddess because i definitely wouldn't have booked it i would have been all up in my head um what was funny was as soon as I read the breakdown, it just said a spunky teenage witch with a shock of white hair. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get this. I don't have white hair, obviously. Not for me. <laughs> and they put you in a wig, girl. They threw you in a wig. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was for. I, it was just a lot of fun. And, and I'm, as we established, a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, so I just, you know, called upon a little bit of Luna Lovegood, a little bit of Bellatrix, and, you know, we made a little special girly. And, uh, yeah, then I found out it was for Disney, and I was, like, losing my shit. Um, and it was a three-week shoot. Actually, I have a really funny story regarding accents again. 
So <laughs> Luna has a British accent for those who don't know. Um, and as soon as I booked the role, I immediately started talking in the accent and I didn't drop it until three weeks after, or we shot for three weeks and then on our final day, I dropped the accent. So I, I was in Vancouver at the time and because it was still COVID, they had this, um, rule that if you were to fly back into Vancouver, you would have to stay stay in a government sanctioned hotel for three days and pay, you know, from your own pocket. And it was going to cost you anywhere between two and three thousand dollars. And I was like, no. So what I did, because I'm a dual citizen, is I drove across the border to Seattle, left my car there, flew from Seattle. And then the plan was to drive back, because if you're driving in, you don't need to stay in a government sanctioned hotel. So imagine little Jai driving across the border and I get stopped, obviously, of course, because they have to check you and the guy, my, my passport, my driver's license, and I'm talking in a British accent and he says, okay, let me get this straight. You're driving a car with New Mexico plates because it was my dad's car. Your passport says you were born in Brooklyn. Your driver's license says you have a Los Angeles address. You're going to Atlanta for work, but you're staying in Vancouver right now. That's hilarious. Where did the British accent come from? <laughs> and then I had to explain the situation. But it was just That's in the British so accent. Funny. Though, right? Jai, you would be the mm -hmm. person to just like talk to the government official in your British accent because you're trying to practice this voice. Like at that point, I feel like I would have just dropped no, it. No, not at all, Jai. You did because the right thing. Because when you get no, nervous, so that's funny. when the accent will crack. So it's that you have to practice in nerve-wracking situations. Wow. I was going to say, when you get nervous, that's when the accent really comes out. Like, especially if you've been doing it for so long. Oh, no, yeah. No, that's like, when it cracks because you're like... I mean, either or, I guess. It either really takes effect or or not. But yeah, it was, oh, wow. it was so deep that... When I was on set, one of the producers texted me and he was like, okay, we're all debating whether you're actually English. Like, can I ask? And I was like, I was like, what do you think? And he was like, I think yes. To which I responded, as dearly as I love the Brits, I'm simply a lifelong Harry Potter fan with a knack for accents. Oh my God. Look at you. See, Jai, you are you are much better than me. I'm a nerd. I just walk around <laughs> yeah. like just doing the accent to people for no reason. You had an actual part. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Chris just does it and tricks people. Yeah. No, yeah. I used to like when I was bored at Chris work, really when I was good, like bussing tables and I was like working as a waiter, I would just for my whole shift just be British. And just people would ask, Where are you from? Oh, Would they tip London. you better? No. <laughs> I'd be like, Yeah, oh, I'm from London or just Wales or just Wales. just That's yeah, amazing. No. It's 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 the best. I love messing with people. I used to do it to substitute teachers. It was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You did that to someone in LA. They were. Genuinely... I've done it to everyone. I I've done it to the kids. Oh um, yeah. That I'm just... I'm coaching now a tennis coaching job with kids. Yeah. So um I'm over here doing the accent and then he's coming up to me. He's like then he brings the whole class over. He's like guys look he's British and I'm like yeah right I'm British. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, and. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're actually British. How'd you get oh here? Oh, my and God. I'm like, That's so funny. How'd you get here? I was like, I walked. I walked over I the walked ocean. Over. Yeah, it was crazy. It was <laughs> basically Jesus. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Wait. Okay. So you have Canadian dual citizenship. Yes. So it is because. So 
My mom was born and raised in Canada, but her parents immigrated there from Italy. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. So that's where my Mediterraneanness comes from. No, because I was like, you say process, so that's very Canadian. No, yes, yeah, so I was. A lot I of thought, Canadian and you things. say a lot of Canadian stuff, and that's why I was like, you're born in Brooklyn. I was I'm pretty like, sure I, I I I called you out for something when I first met yeah, you. Yeah, literally, it's so weird because my brain thinks my dad doesn't have an accent, yet it picked up my mom's Canadian. You picked accent. up that your Canadian stuff. That's so interesting. Yeah, the human body, you guys. No, it's so true. And by what what do they call that? A nurture versus nature versus nurture debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like your environment and you know who you were raised by. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, I would have been so confused as that government official. I would genuinely be like, this is a scam artist. Like, no, genuinely, because like it's giving like an adult. You gave him the yeah. real, right? You were just like, look, I'm speaking in an accent because I'm shoot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I had and I had the paperwork printed out from Disney, like the, the- okay, good contract agreements i was like i'm legit i promise yeah because like, i was look. like what if you just like fabricated it all and you just like crossed their border you know that would be that would have been scary <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy yeah no that's that's kind of wild wow anyway i love that story that was everything we needed and more yeah well i guess being from so many places that you are and having so many different homes do you feel like you know, do you feel like you have a sense of home or do you kind of just feel like you're kind of all over the place? Like, do you feel grounded in where you are? So, okay. The essay that I wrote to get into UCLA is actually about that. Um, I realized that a huge part of my identity, all my life almost, has been moving from place to place. And then I also realized that it's not just me. I come from a from generations of nomadic people, whether they were forced to be that way or otherwise. You know, my um, my grandparents on my dad's side were displaced during the Holocaust. They uh, they survived the Holocaust as Jews and ended up in Israel. Um, and they they both moved around a ton during the war and somehow um, made it out alive. And then on my grandmother's side as well. Uh, sorry, my my mom's side, um, her mom and dad immigrated from Italy to Canada. And um, that was also, you know, kind of unheard of at their time to just move across the world for a better life, you know. And then my dad, uh, he's what we call a, a second generation Holocaust survivor, um, someone who was raised by Holocaust survivors. And for his generation, um, especially having parents who, you know, lost so many of their families and friends, um, he decided to leave Israel to go to medical school. And that was completely unheard of. And it actually caused a lot of friction in his family at the time because it kind of reinvigorated that trauma of not seeing your family every day. Um, And then my mom as well, she left Uh, Canada also for medical school and they met here in the states and then growing up I moved around quite a bit went from up or Brooklyn to upstate New York to Santa Fe and then when I was 16 years old I left Santa Fe by myself to come to Los Angeles to pursue acting and then I went to Vancouver 
during the pandemic before I booked Monster High. Um, And so I realized that I had had this pattern my whole life. And it's super interesting because when I became a bat mitzvah at 13 years old, my uh, parashat, which is the Torah portion that you read to uh, initiate yourself as a bat mitzvah, um, is called Lech Lecha. And that is, the direct translation is, go for you. And it's the commandment that God gave Avraham, who became, or Avraham, who became Abraham, um, to leave everything that he knew behind and go with the promise of a huge reward of being the father of Judaism, essentially. And I had to sort of connect myself at that time to, you know, where do I see my own story in this ancient story? And it has kind of continued to be that way. So because I have so much, so many experiences getting up and leaving, you know, always following my next thing, I've I've sort of established, you know, a sense of home in my familial support with my parents and my sister. And now I have two amazing dogs who I've actually had for several years now. Mowgli is almost eight years old and I've had him since he was a little puppy. And so, you know, having, having those sorts of connections always makes me feel at home, whether they're with me or not, wherever I am in the world. But to answer your question more specifically, I think that when I moved to Vancouver back in the fall of 2020 during COVID, that is sort of when I really realized that LA has become my home. Because before that, I, I always kind of <laughs> rejected LA as home. I was like, no. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, but I realized like I really did make a home here because I have so many friends here. I really have a community at my acting studio. And now I have people like you with Kat and the Boy Scouts. And, um, but I think, yeah, I think I really came to love LA through missing it so much, missing the sun, because, oh boy, does it rain in Vancouver. Yeah. It's been raining the you past know? four days here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, Jai, you're such a storyteller. I'm like fascinated. Like the way you just tell everything, I'm just, I'm like, you're the perfect person to just like listen Aww. to. I'm like, I don't even want, I just want to hear everything. Like that, that's really like so, so cool. And yeah, like being like, I've I've always wanted to travel the world and see the world and be like kind of everywhere but then I get this sense of like fear because I've grown up in my own child like this is my childhood home like I've been in this home I we've never moved as a family like ever before so when I was 17 and I just moved to New York City and I just moved to LA like I always knew Charlotte this home right here I can always come back to so like it's almost this fear now like after I started like going through chronic illness I'm like wow this just feels so like home like and like I've almost gotten so trapped with this feeling of feeling so home I'm like so scared to even like delve back into the world and find a new quote-unquote home because i'm like it just i don't know i'm just so scared like it just feels kind of weird nostalgia is real whenever i go home i'm just hit with it and i love it like nothing nothing compares to your hometown yeah no it really doesn't i i disagree and i'm (laughs) I'm gonna say this because okay i i'm kind of like you jai i kind of moved around a lot as well yeah. well not a lot but more than most people most people usually stay in the same spot their whole mm-hmm. life like they they grow up and they're yeah where they where they grow up i mean where they're born is where they grow up yeah. right but i moved out of new york i came to charlotte and then i moved over to la and in these that's like what a f- 
five year period, six year period, right? And all that time, I would say I learned that home is where the heart is. It's not necessarily like, like New York is, is home for me, quote unquote, yes. Like, but so is Charlotte and so is LA. Oh, you, you know what Charlotte I mean? Now? It has to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I don't claim Charlotte, but I claim Charlotte. Like, I don't know. And me personally, I don't like going back to my hometown. Like, I, I just feel like there's, because I already left that in the past. Like, I'm already, I'm past that. I want to move forward now because I feel like I'm I'm so afraid that so many, like I said, so many people just stay where they start, mm-hmm. you I know? know. but even to like. No, I know, yeah. I know. But it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I've, I want to see the world. And I've already, I've seen my hometown so many times. Why do I need to go back? I'm 20. Why, I mean, I'm, that's just how I feel. Like, why do I need to go back to New York right now? You might now? feel different in a few years. Maybe. I'm sure I will. But, like, yeah. just right now, it's just, like... It's also the thing of how much time you spend there. Because I was just in New Mexico for 14 days or something like that. And the first day, I was like, oh, my goodness. The land of enchantment. And then three days in, I was like... Ready to dip. <laughs> back under your parents' how, rule. Oh, back, trust me. Mm-hmm. That's how we feel. But, but listen, that's how I feel too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to stay here forever. Like, it's just almost like this house. Like, this house itself. Like, not, I'm not even talking about Charlotte, but just like this feeling of the four walls that I grew up in. Like, it's very just like... So many memories. Ah, like, I want to establish this somewhere else, but like when? And almost this gap between when I'm going to find that like safe home again is just like what the physical walls that I'm trying to find, yeah. you know? And it's just I feel like, like I said, like, home is where the it heart is. It's like, it's wherever yeah. wherever you go, you make home. Like, yeah. if, if, I, if we moved to England today, home would be England. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, like yeah, sure. home is where your family is, but nah, bro. It's no, where you, yeah. Home is where you make it. No, I agree. You know? I mean, with your accent, home already is England. Oh, literally. I was like, it is easy. <laughs> no, literally, I was going to say that too. <laughs> no, for real, for real. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi. No, oh. I love that. Oh my god! I'm gonna give you the same thing we gave our last week's host. Uh, guest, no, do you want to okay? no, give something else? I want because I want to know what Jai has okay, to say. Okay. Night showers or morning showers? Ooh, okay, great topic. Um, I feel that it really depends on the day and what my routine looks like at that moment in my life. Um. During Monster High, night showers all the way. I'm also, I am a bath person. I love a bath. Ah. Especially after dancing with some Epsom salts. Nothing's going to make you feel recharged like an Epsom salt bath. Um, So something like that where you've been working your body all day and you've been sweating. Definitely a night shower. But I think when I'm just living my day-to-day life here in L.A., you know, I'm definitely not as active as when I'm working. You know, usually I'll just be toiling around the house and, you know, running my <laughs> yeah. little person errands. But um, so in that case, probably more morning showers just to wake me up. But, you know, it also yeah. just depends on the mood. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, if you're going to spend the day outside and doing everything that you're doing, like as a dancer, girl, you better shower at night before you hop into your bed. Like, that's just not, no. But exactly. And I usually, and I said like today I took a morning shower because I knew I was going to stay home all day and I wanted to like be ready yeah. for the day. So like I wanted to feel fresh and then I could just go to bed because I didn't go anywhere. So that's, that's that was my argument. Yeah. I just showered right before this because I went on a hike this morning and then I was running errands and I just didn't have time. And it was already the afternoon before I showered. So, you know, you just got to go with the flow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, quick question. Uh, April, now we're moving into what is a good movie that you've seen so far this year? Mm. I've seen so many good movies. 
this year. I'm opening my letterboxed to answer this question, which Ricky put me on to. I'm going to give him that credit. What is it? It's, it's an, an app? app, and it's basically just a place where you list movies you want to watch, rate movies you have watched. Like a Goodreads? Yes, literally Goodreads for movies. Exactly. Okay, um, I just saw Fatal Attraction, not the new series that came out on Paramount Plus, but the movie from 1987. Uh, fantastic film, highly recommend. Um, I really loved D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. We still I haven't seen it. I wanted to go see that movie. I heard it. You should really see good. it. It's it's really good. It's so entertaining. Wow. If you love D&D, it yeah. is fantastically entertaining. Um Oh my gosh, Puss, Puss in Boots was really good. I heard I that was the best it. animated movie of the past 20 years. That's what really? I heard. Really? Yes, I told wow. you that. Yeah. yeah you I say love that. fairy tales. And I love finding the little thing of a fairy tale that makes it timeless. And this movie does that. It's beautiful. Bones and all. Do you like that movie? I really that wasn't this year i think i liked it too that wasn't I this year that, that was last year it was last year but this is in the past year from today chris could, has opposing opinions this. but i liked it too bro that movie okay i'm not gonna say it was bad but it wasn't great it right? was disturbing i just it was very no I, i'm here for the disturbing i'm here for the eating right if we're gonna eat people <laughs> let's eat people right no no no. because also remember remember the whole like the movie's literally called bones and all right and then they went into this whole the scene where they were went, found those guys yeah. in the woods and then they went into like what bones and all is right bro that was so cool but then okay the ending like he ate her bones yeah, and all it, we just like we didn't get the feel from it like i didn't get anything it, from that movie it wasn't a super satisfying ending yeah, Not that's, at all. that's that's what i agreed with yeah, yeah. But, but what i love about the film is that it i love films that make you really question morality and that make you root for someone and then you're like what is wrong with me that I'm rooting for this person? Yeah, like you, like Joe Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so yeah. different. No, yeah, no, no. Seriously, like we Joe know Goldberg. What, we know what we're doing when we root for Joe. We know <laughs> no, Joe is not a good person. We root for Joe because he is the killer. Let's be real. We know who we are. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's of the course. Truth. We know Joe is a killer. <laughs> Speaking of Joe, have you seen that? I've seen season one of you, and that's it. You guys, I'm. it's my worst it's it's one of the qualities that I really want to change about myself. I am so bad at watching new TV shows. Most of them are bad. When so you're busy, you. it's hard to just binge it all. Like, no, I mean, no, no, no. It's, it's not even that I'm busy. It's that I refuse. I just watch the same stuff again and again and again. Oh my gosh! No, you as have you to. should. No, as you should, because oh. the things that are coming out are garbage. <laughs> yes, keep keep watching The Office because that's amazing. That's a classic. I recently did start Vox Machina, and I I will say it's relatively rare that a new series will like keep my attention and make me binge it. It's happened with Stranger Things. It's happened with Wednesday, and now it's happening with Vox Machina. It is wonderful because it gives me perspective on how to be a better D and D player. Wait, okay. <laughs> do you watch sense. any anime? Okay. I recently got put onto Crunchyroll by my roommate Anthony slash soulmate, and I am watching um, Food Wars. I heard that's a good show. That's the first anime you started with. Well, I mean, I don't. I guess you wouldn't really consider Studio Ghibli anime, would you? 
it no, that's 100 percent anime. Yeah. All, I've seen all of the Studio Ghibli anime. films. I'm yeah, like, Spirited mm-hmm. Away. Yeah, yeah, that's 100 yeah, yeah. percent anime. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh my god, I love Howl. Ricky is so lucky that Howl was animated because otherwise. <laughs> Ricky's in the anime, right? Didn't we didn't oh, we yeah. it up about anime? Yeah, I'm okay, sure we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um nice. yeah, he's a big My Hero Academia fan. Um, yeah, I love that show. I haven't finished it yet. I have not seen that one yet. But yeah, I'm I'm into Food Wars studio ghibli and then other than that i'm still a newcomer to anime but i'm really into that style you know See, that's the thing it depends mm-hmm. it, it depends like yeah. there's literally everything f- for you to watch an anime which is food wars it's mm-hmm. a show about cooking like i'm sure there's like maybe a little bit more fighting or something in it like there's always a twist in anime it's a show about cooking but like the thing that i think is more characteristic of it is that people like when they eat really good food in that show, it makes all of their clothes blow off of them. What? I love that. I want to watch it. No. <laughs> that sounds I so mean, good. You can watch it. I love that. <laughs> Look, the anime. Why did you put me onto that? Because the anime that I watch, I need somebody. I need somebody to be he likes dying. Being I need pulled apart. Yeah, I just can't. I, I need it. I need no. it. it. Like, if, yeah, you. I want to see food wars. <laughs> that sounds fun. See, but that's what I was saying. I was like, it depends. I'm not going to sit here and recommend shows to you because, like, the shows that I like are the shows that I like, and yeah. anime is like. It's literally everything. You can watch sports shows, cooking yeah, shows, yeah, sure. a show about. You can watch your Spanish Food dramas. Wars sounds good. There's, I would there's, want yeah, there's literally everything. I don't watch it because he puts me onto literally like I Demon put Slayer. I'm I like, watch. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, I put it onto the things where people are getting chopped up, cut up. I'm like, but then like, there's also you know the soothing getting things. chopped up and cut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Spirited Away. I, I'll like, watch a soothing know? anime movie if I'm medicated enough. Yeah, <laughs> if someone's losing an arm. He's gonna watch it, okay? Yeah, thank you. It, thank that you. Is thank what, you. But yeah. that is only me with anime. That like regular going back to regular movies, no, like action. That's so false. No, I do not like blind action. I say that all the time. No, I'm not, not a fan of just gore. like. But if it's meaningless gore, I'm not a fan. Okay, no, that's true. Bones and all, I was yeah. not a fan. Like yeah. it, it, has it was to, not meaningless. He's just not a romance meaningless. person. I love romance. I love rom coms. But exactly. that was romance. You missed the entire I didn't, mark. I didn't miss the entire mark. I just all. didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> no, I didn't miss it. Like it was a romance movie. It just wasn't good to me. It was so good. I love it. Was their so it was so nice. boring. I wanted the movie to end. You no, know, Ricky was like this he he leaned over to me when we were sitting in the theater and he was like, Well, this movie's a bust. And then two seconds later, she eats the finger off that girl, and he's like, Oh attention captured but you know i think that he shares a lot of your opinions chris so we'll have they to do, i'm sure we'll have to get him on the podcast at some time and yes yeah. we have to ricky i miss you if you're listening <laughs> yeah i love it so good yeah amazing mm-hmm. well jai i think i have one last question for yes. you which is what is your top adulting tip for the listeners <gasps> oh my god wait i should have come up i'm with sure you'll have something so good everyone says this and it's so funny i i feel like i want to stop putting my guests on the spot no, but chris is like it's so good because everyone says the exact same thing i should have planned this before i got on my top adulting tip i don't know how great of a tip this is i'm gonna give two One that's very, you know, practical and doable and one that's more um, esoteric. In life, you know, you know life. In life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In life, I think the best approach that you can have to just about anything is leading with curiosity and empathy. Curiosity, most importantly, because 
it can be difficult to have empathy in certain situations. And it's, you know, a pretty word to throw around, but it's, that's a difficult skill to foster. But curiosity, I find that in any situation, even if you're thinking negatively, you can catch yourself and be like, wait, hang on. Let me get curious about this. You can be like, oh, why is she like that? And then, wait a second. Why is she like that? Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this. And that often spawns the empathy because it forces you to put yourself into someone else's situation. Mm. Wow, it's almost like... It's almost hmm. like it's I almost needed like, to hear it from Jai. Hmm. It's almost like someone said this before. Chris is... I wonder Chris, who. Chris and I Anyways, Jai, give us that second tip. So my second tip is, this is, this is from my dad, okay? Always go to bed with an empty sink. Now, people, I wish I took this advice. Because let me tell you, when I do take it, I feel so good the next morning. Like, my kitchen could look a wreck, but if the sink is empty and clean, I'm like, oh, am I? Am I succeeding at life right now? I must be because my sink is empty. How many other people can say that? I love that. And Chris, it's you, almost as if. Shoulder? It's almost as if. Why is Jada patting me on the Someone has guys? said this before, Chris. So let's talk about how I'm the only one that does the dishes ever. So if we want to have because a conversation about the dishes, then. Empty sink. Empty sink. I like that. I no, like it a lot. No, I I thought you said an empty tank. No, and sink. then I and then I thought you meant like go to brain. I mean, sorry, go, go to, to bed <laughs> on an, with an empty brain. And I was like, that's such a good tip. No, she like, said you should go to you. I thought that's that what you were saying. Tip. Go to sleep with no stress, and I wake up. I thought that's exactly nah, empty sink, bro. Empty like, sink. The dishes. But, you but know, I think if it means the, the same thing. Represents the mind. Then that too. Empty sink, empty mind. Yes. Oh, also another great tip from my dad. Sweeping is a form of meditation. It is. And you would be surprised how much cleaner your space feels if you just sweep up all the little dead skins and dead spiders. I used to sweep literally every single day. No, I did sweep Yeah, I know. Every and then day. Chris had to start doing that every day when I started TSW and my entire body was flaking off everywhere. So there was literally dead pounds. Dead pounds? Let me tell you, Pounds folks, of skin That on was the, the farthest so thing from therapeutic. I so... <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. That was not the best situation, but no, but I remember when I like first moved into my apartment and stuff, like I would sweep every day because I was just like, I was just like, oh, dust mites. Like I was just so nervous about them. And then there was a point where sweeping just became Chris's daily activity. You heard it here first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that. You heard it here first. And yeah, I think think we're coming to the end of the episode, folks. Jai, shout out your lovely Instagram so the people can follow you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Jai Prish Kulnik. <laughs> good luck spelling it. I'm just kidding. But seriously, nice. good luck. Oh no, it's gonna be in the link in bio. <laughs> yes. And if you see guys on, if you see Jai <laughs> on the street, make sure you run up to her and say hi, Jai Jai. Hi, Jai Jai. And then walk away. Don't even say nothing. Don't else. say anything. No, else. you can totally say that, and I'll be like, oh my god, are you friends with Chris? <laughs> That's your first question. <laughs> and then they say yes, and then they trap you into a fake reality, and I don't even know that person. Whoa. Whoa. Ooh. That's, but that's for next episode. That's for the next episode. That's, that's for, for the Monster High 2. Okay? Yeah, that's for Monster High 2, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, guys. As Jai said, you heard it here first. And, yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. We love you guys so much, and we will chat with you guys 
next week. Later. Later. Bye.